Welcome to Homeroom with Dr. Brad Saren. My name. Oh, hello. Is that you, Dr. Saren? It is. It is. Good to be here. <laughs> We're kind of uh, tightly squeezed here in the studio, so it's hard not to know who's here. Um, I'm your host today, Jeff Robbins. Uh, Todd Maluski is uh, not available today, so I'm uh, sitting in for him. And uh, we are coming to you live on this Wednesday morning from the, um, I wouldn't say spacious uh, this morning, but the 103.5 FM, the Sun Community Radio Studios, underwritten by our good friends at the Bank of Sun Prairie. Dr. Saren, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. The sun is shining. We're, uh, we're uh, just a couple of days out from homecoming, which was just an awesome week. And so everybody is just sort of excited to see uh, not only the fall colors, but just some of the the nice fall weather with the sun out, which is just amazing to feel. Well, I uh, could not agree with you more, and I think we'll be—you'll uh, have some news and notes about uh, what's happening at the uh, in the school district a little bit later in the As program, always. I believe. Yes. Uh, so I want to introduce uh, who well, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. We have two uh, special guests in the studio today. I'll start here at my left. Can you introduce yourself, please, and, te- and uh, tell our listeners what you do for the school district? Well, my name is Laron Ragsdale, and um, I'm a youth advocate over at the Sunbury High School. Uh, been there now for two years with the district and enjoying what I do. And I am Kurtrell Robinson. I am also a youth advocate at Cardinal Heights Upper Middle School. Uh, this is going on my seventh year working with the district and working with kids, um, and I really enjoy as well what I do. So th- this is one thing that we're really excited to do is showcase our youth advocates. I think just for m- lots of listeners out there, people may- might not be aware that we, we really care about our student experience. And one of the things that we've done is actively hired people, uh, our youth advocates, in order to sort of uh, grease the skids in that way and, and, uh, and allowing for our kids to have, uh, have an, an advocate for them to feel connected and, and a resource within the school. So this whole program is just to, just to overview the fact that, A, we, we have youth advocates on our system, and then, B, what are the things that they do? So I'm excited to talk to you guys. Awesome. Thanks for having well, us. Let's, let's start right there. I mean, let's start uh, ground zero. Uh, Laurent, why don't you start? What does a youth advocate do? What, what, uh, what do you do in, at the, in the school district? So at the high school, um, we're pretty much that uh, connection piece between the students, administration, um, and uh, the teachers as well. Uh, we build relationships with each one of the students, get to know them on a personal level, um, try to help guide them um, through the school, navigate, uh, as much as we can, whether that's in classrooms, uh, sports settings, uh, college, as much as we can. We try to uh, get to know the kid, gather as much information as we can to help them out. And uh, do you both work at the high school primarily? Or no. is, is there youth advocacy at uh, on other levels as well? So so we have two we have youth advocates at two um, sites, one at Cardinal Heights Upper Middle School and the high school. Okay. Um, <clears throat> And so, yeah, uh, Laurent hit it right on the head. That's what we do. We build relationships, connect with students. Uh, I kind of consider ourselves admin support. Um, you know, prior to uh, 2010, Sumper High School used to have security guards um, in the building and working with students. And, and we felt like um, that was the traditional way of just kind of being more or less reactive versus proactive in relationships. They never worked on established relationships with students and whatnot. A lot of times they didn't have any connection with the administration team at all. Okay. Um, and so they feel they filled that role with the advocate role, meaning that, you know, we're educated people here. We have we have degrees, college degrees, and we seek to, to like you said, build relationships and connections. And um, a lot of times kids come to us with a lot of different situations and issues, and we try to help navigate those challenges with, with, uh, with positive resolution. 
So that, that's just an interesting concept for people, the, the concept of being reactive versus proactive. So, so um, you know, an example of a reactive setting is a student comes in, they might, they might uh, be coming from, uh, uh, you know, with an expectation of, of acting a certain way, and then um, something happens, and then administration comes in or a teacher comes in, and then um, is really trying to apply some type of consequence versus mm-hmm. this proactive type of approach. So just talk a little bit about what that proactive approach look like, looks like and why it's so really powerful for the school district to, to get out in, in front with relationships with kids. Like give us an example of what that looks like. Sure, sure. Like, <clears throat> for example, you know, I, I start my day um, every day by, you know, just kind of getting out in the hallways and kind of checking the pulse of the building. Um, a lot of times students will come to me in my office and check in, hey, Mr. Robinson, this is what happened over the weekend. Um, whether it's, you know, conflict with a peer. Um, a lot of times, you know, students don't have a person to go to to deal with that um, on the immediate front line, and that's kind of who we are. So we take time with the student process. Um, you know, we may bring in another student, you know, the other half of that, that conflict and try to come up with some positive ways to, to resolve that. And a lot of times um, people end up with no consequences. You know, they end up being excused from class and there's no consequences dished out, and um, we get to kind of move on with our day. Yeah, and sometimes it's it's kind of reinforced in a positive setting, too. Um, a lot of the times our kids go through so much negative, um, whether it be in the outside environments in their lives, uh, whether it be in the school building. So sometimes they look for that positive that influence in their life, and that's what we kind of we, we pride ourselves on, especially up at the high school. Um, we try to show them things that, hey, while chaos can be going on around you, uh, let's look at some of the bright side of things. Uh, let's let's open up the doors to the positive stuff um, and try to get your mind away from that. Um, a lot of that, like uh, Cottrell said, Mr. Robinson said, it, it leads to um, change in attitudes. Um, those mediation sessions are huge when you have kids that can sit down and, and hash things out with one another. Um, but you don't get there until you build those relationships, until you show them that you're actually there for them, you care, um, and you give them that positive vibe. And not everything's um, coming down negative on them. So I, I just love the the concept of 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 both really all of our youth advocates coming in, building relationships, staying positive, engaging in mediation between peers, getting out in front of feelings before any type of you know conflict uh, arises, um, versus just you know that environment of just having a security card that guard there that's just purely reactive. Mm-hmm. It just seems so archaic now, mm-hmm. and and really when you when you think about our, our vision of every child every day, mm-hmm. not only inside but outside the classroom and what, what they're doing, it's just really amazing work. Yeah, and I would add too, you know, traditionally you think about student support success, right, being academic. Um, and so I think whereas youth advocates, we work with students in more of a social aspect, emotional support, de-escalating situations, um, that way they can kind of get focused over the academic piece of the day. That's a, it's, it's a great point because you know, I've seen you guys in action and part of the day you're counseling, other parts you sort of are, are dealing with a bit of discipline. In some kids, cases, you're just, you know, right next to them encouraging and, and, and just being with kids that they're having a great experience. The next time you're sort of fulfilling like this, you know, parental figure and, you know, somewhere else, then all of a sudden you're, you know, talking about academics, encouraging in an AP class. And it's just, just all kinds of just unbelievable opportunities to connect with kids. How do you start that connection? I mean, obviously, uh, what you're talking about is going to involve involves a, a pretty large deal of trust between you and the student. How do you start to f- build that relationship and build that trust? Yeah, I think everybody creates their own way. It's kind of how your personality. Right? For me, I'm a I'm a jokester. You know, I like to joke around with the kids, get them comfortable. Um, I like I like to let them know that my walls are down as well. 
I, I don't make them feel like I'm above them. I show them that I'm on equal playing field with them. They do understand that I'm an adult, but they understand that they can have conversation with me. They can be frank with me. Um, and once you get to that point, you can see that they're they're willing to tell you and talk to you about any and everything. So for me, I, I go the way of cracking jokes with them. Or I go the way of, uh, you know, talking about maybe how their day is going or how my day is not going so well, you know, breaking those walls down. And, and that's how I kind of create that rapport with the students. Yeah, and, and very similar to Laron, I, I do the same way. And, and for me, I I go out and I'm not afraid to introduce myself. You know, mm -hmm. lunch, lunchtime is a good time to just kind of sit down at a table and introduce yourselves, kind of introduce what you do. Um, and you'd be amazed. Kids kids aren't shy. No. You know, they're not shy. <laughs> they're not afraid to, to, to interact and talk with adults. Um, and then that way you just kind of get to know who they are. Uh, one thing I really like that I do is that we, we get involved in uh, extracurricular activities, you know, right. whether it's um, supervising football games or um, eighth grade volleyball games or dances or, you know, uh, just other activities that we do, coaching basketball, uh, and just getting a chance to see kids in a different light, for them to see us in a different light. Mm -hmm. um, and then you kind of piece who their peer group is and you just kind of start building relationships that way. How big is your team? I mean, obviously, there's not a it's not a one to one relationship, obviously, because of the, the sheer mass of students. But how, how many youth advocates are there at uh, the high school or at Chums? So it's it's two at the high school. It's myself and then uh, Jamie Olson. So okay, and then same with Chums. There are two myself and uh, Victor Banuelos. Okay, um, and what's what's unique about our position is that we work with all students. Mm -hmm. Like we literally work with all students. You know, in my building, we're we're eight and nine. Um, you know, you have different students on different, you know, different spectrum of the educational field. And um, we get to work with everybody, you know, all staff, you know, all administrative mm -hmm. teams. So, I mean, you will see us running, running around all over mm -hmm. the place. But um, I'm an active person. You know, I like right. being yeah. out, out and about. And um, there's always something that, that you can support throughout the day. So how do you... Um uh, do you identify uh, students that you think uh, maybe needs uh, a helping hand, a, a, a person to talk to, or how does it, how, how how do you kind of sure sure uh, find who you want to talk to? Well, I mean, just again, just just outreach, just getting out there and just you know looking to connect with students. Um, a, a huge part of our job too is to is to identify um, students you know who may be disengaged, right, or who okay. need some support. Um, and like like um, Dr. Sarah is saying, we, we we counsel a little bit, we support from a behavioral standpoint. Um, but we also try to point kids in the right direction. You know, we know that, okay, this is kind of above our head. So now we need to get, um, you know, maybe student services involved or maybe we need to get our admin, t admin team involved. Um, and so that way we're able to kind of outreach and connect um, students where they need to um, to get the resource they need. And what's nice as well is that it's word of mouth. I mean, mm -hmm. If you're doing a good job, sure, sure. they're going to talk to the other students and say, hey, you should probably go talk to um, Mr. Ragsdale, Mr. Robinson. You need to talk to Ms. Olson about what's going on. Um, and a lot of students, they come that way. You've never met the student. You may not have seen them in the hall. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, they're at your door, and you're getting to know that student, and you're learning their story, and you're sharing your story with them. And as when that happens, it clicks, and now you have a new person that, that you just – you know, found out amongst all the students in the school. So, I think it's important to uh, to say, and you guys have made this clear in your conversation so far. But maybe some listeners hear the term youth advocate and they think uh, you're dealing with quote unquote problem children or or, mm -hmm. or at risk youth or things like that. But I mean, that's obviously you go mm -hmm. far above and beyond that. Most definitely. I mean, again, all students have challenges in school, right? You know, socially. Um, academically, emotionally, 
Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you're an at-risk kid or a challenge kid. Um, we, we, we deal with various students on different levels. Uh, again, that's what makes the job unique. Right. You know, that's what makes it so unique is that you get to deal with um, all different types of students and, and staff members. What I love about these awesome staff members here that that they're just they're just kid oriented people, and so they are just out with kids, just constantly making connections. Um, and and they're absolutely right. They work with all kinds of kids uh, immediately, and they, so you you hear that term like kid magnet. <laughs> I've been at the football games watching Kuchel, and kids are just all around him constantly because, because you know, he's just such a kid magnet. Uh, Laurent, you mentioned college earlier, I think. I mean, is that something that a lot of students talk to you about, about, about life after high school? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, my one of my biggest things, my passion is that when I was in high school, someone came to me kind of similar to the role I'm in and, and changed my path, helped me change my path. And one of those ways was to uh, open my eyes to something past high school. Um, so we've been doing a lot of things with our students, getting them on college visits. I took about 30 students last year. Um, up to Stevens Point. That's where I went to college. Awesome. Um, we have planned this year for another Stevens Point trip, uh, as well as for other college trips. Uh, also attend some Abbott trips as well with students. So we're getting out, getting them out there, getting exposed to um, life after high school. Talk a little bit about also the work that you're doing with Equal Opportunity Schools and our students in AP classes. Oh yeah, definitely. So we we've been we've been working really hard to increase you know, the awareness of AP and how important that is and how that prepares you for the next level. Um, so we've been, I'm really seriously going door to door with students, getting to know what's, uh, asking them what's going on and how we can better them and how we can make this a positive experience and grow our AP um, courses. Uh, because it is, it's, it's, it's a unique situation for myself and, and the team that I'm working with uh, and the students to be exposed to something that a lot of kids don't get exposure to. Um, and something that definitely will prepare them for college. Um, so it's a great opportunity. And, you know, for me, I just take on as much as I can because it's fun. <laughs> so, so Equal Opportunity Schools is a, is a program that we have that where we, we analyze and filter um, really, you know, assessment scores to try to figure out which students are testing in such a way that where they should be in advanced placement courses. But for whatever mm -hmm. reason, they're not showing up. They're not signing up for those courses. Okay. And so we've gone through last year in uh, locating those kids and really encouraging them to take AP courses. But th that's honestly the first step is getting them then into an AP course is mm -hmm. just that, that first sort of gate, helping them be successful and knocking it out of the park in an AP class. That's the second step. And that's why Leron is helping us and in, in really, you know, creating groups and helping these students really figure out how to navigate uh, just the, the, the skill sets you need to, to execute in an AP class. Do those students not have the confidence that they think they can succeed in an AP class? Yeah, or it's what a little prevents? bit of both. What, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a lot. So when you sit down and talk to them, it, it might be lack of confidence. Um, it might They might feel that they're not an AP student. Okay. Um, they might feel it's too much work. It's across the board. It's so many different things for students. So we want to know all of that so we can uh, find a way to kind of close some of those doors. So then they are comfortable in those classrooms, they are feeling confident in themselves, and they're, they're making steps to, to excel in, in those AP classes. That's just amazing, because, so, you know, we've, we've got a student, maybe a first generation, you know, a possible first generation college student, sure. may have some self-perceptions, you know, about, you know, oh, is AP right for me or not, or this is really hard, how do I navigate this? And then you come in and, 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 and show them exactly how to, how to be able to attack 
an AP class is, is just really, really valuable. Mm-hmm. Do you guys work with uh, student athletes at all, or is it more academic, uh, your focus, or academic and social, I guess I should, I should say? It's all over. It's all over? All, all, yeah. Okay. All students. Definitely, okay. definitely athletes. Uh, that's my passion, um, sports. Uh, I think that it teaches you so much with mm-hmm. sports. I mean, it, for me, it taught me how to be a man in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I train with athletes, and I'm, I mean, we get down there, we train. Um, we learn the steps it takes to go to the next level. Um, everything, academic-wise, to be on course, to have colleges look at you, to possibly get a scholarship, um, and also to hone in on those actual colleges that they can attend. You know, So we do everything that we can with our athletes as well. So. Yeah, and, and for me, you know, I try to act as a role model. You know, growing up, for me, um, being a first-generation myself, <clears throat> athletics was a very important piece to to my success in school, mm-hmm. and and so you know I was able to I was very l- blessed and lucky to to attend um, a Division two university and and have success not just academically but both athletically as well. And so I try to use those um, connection pieces to kind of connect with a lot of students. And they see it, you know, they they know a little bit about my background, and I think that helps build relationships with students right. and yeah. um, hold them accountable for being being better athletes and students themselves. Mm-hmm. They're being humble. They're they're both actual course coaches and <laughs> systems too. So, okay. So to talk a little bit about the, the 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 coaching roles you fill after the end of the school day. Well, yeah. Well, you, you well sure. Uh, well, my my coaching is a little little bit of a fall because I coach <laughs> out of district. Um, I, I started coaching here in some Prairie School District um, a few years back. I was coaching JV level boys basketball under Jeff Booz. Had a great experience there, um, but I always knew I had the niche that I wanted to be a head varsity coach. Um, and actually, there was a position that opened up at my alma mater, Mass and Lafala High School, um, and I applied and I got the position. So I am a varsity boys head, I'm a head boys varsity basketball coach at Mass and Lafollette. Um, like I said, that's my alma mater, that's my that's my passion. Um, outside of working with students every day throughout the day, um, it's another way to connect and, and again hold hold kids accountable. And mm-hmm. um, there's so many life lessons that comes with athletics, um, just the work ethic, the, the the consistency, the the community piece. Um, you know, I think when you when you step on the court, um, a lot of a lot of those layers that you have just kind of go off, and now you just you're just who you want to be, um, as long as you work hard and, and stay committed to that. So, um, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, and I've been with Sun Prairie football for three years and love it. You know, I, a lot of the kids that I have really good relationships I met through uh, football. Okay. Um, so and and then I also train at uh, over at the pack for ESP. So mm-hmm. a lot of our students leave school and then I'm seeing them again at the pack because we're training them there. So mm-hmm. I'm 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 getting them into school, out of school, and mm-hmm. then you know other things, taking them on trips. So uh, it's huge. It, it's not just here. I clock in and I clock out. It's like an everyday thing. And then you go home and then I have my own kids. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> yep. so it's it's, it's it, it never ends what but i love it you know right. i think that i'm in a position um that i and doing the things that i'm purpose that my purpose is mm-hmm. is working with kids i think that's why i'm in a position i'm in so mm-hmm. and uh, the, the, the other youth advocate at the high schools are head head softball coach she's been sure. on this program yeah. too yeah. Sure. so so very involved group of people mm-hmm. you talked you spoke earlier uh brad about being uh proactive as versus being reactive i mean is this uh you said you've been with the school district for seven years yep. have you been a youth advocate that entire time i or? have actually yes i'm one of the originals okay um, oh, so that's how the long original the program has been. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so this this has been uh, a program for seven years yeah so ever since we we had the new high school built and i think it was 2010 and, and we had cardinal heights um 
I think uh, the, the administration team at that point decided to kind of switch things up and go to a different approach when it comes to um, connecting with students. Um, and, and they had this idea of youth advocate. Uh, we started out as... Um, was this sort of like a groundbreaking thing here in Sun Prairie? It, or? Yes. Okay. I, I, yes. So we, we started out not employees of the district. Okay. So we, we were working the district. I worked in the building, had an office, but I wasn't getting paid through the district. Okay. okay. So and that was my first three years. I was fresh out of college. Um, I thought the position was great. It was like ideally what I want to do. Um, but then we went to the board and got it approved to be um, a school district um, position. And so since then, we've been able to have benefits and, you know, pay time off. And um, it's kind when of you started, you were the only one, pro I'm assuming, right? No. Oh, you no. Okay, started um, with two? Yeah, we had two at the, okay. at, at the upper middle school only. Okay. And then when we went to the board, we ended up getting two positions at the high school. Um, and so then we ended up having four. Um, and again, just again, just that, that preventative measure, just being able to connect and see things before they happen. Um, a lot of times, you know, if they say, for example, they may be like a verbal confrontation, right? Mm -hmm. um, admin may say, hey, look, you know, if you can work it out with the youth advocates, if you can mediate it out and, 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 and um, you know, kind of squash it um, with the youth advocates in a positive way, um, then maybe the consequences or whatever may not be as, as severe. You know, I think no, that way we, you know, our idea is to keep kids in class. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that, that's our biggest thing is that, you know, we catch and release if we can, you know, <laughs> hey, get, get, get them in, help them process. Okay. Cause for, for them, it's immediate, right? We, right. we, we need to do to deal with this right now. And teachers, you know, when you have 30 kids in a class, you don't have time to just focus on, you know, one student and their, and maybe their issue at that time. And so they, a lot of times they'll call us and we'll be that first line of offense process with the student. Um, again, get them back in class is our number one goal. Mm-hmm. So is this something, uh, Dr. Sand, that you're seeing in more and more school districts? I mean, is this sort of because when I was a student, we had, like you said, like the security officer, that sort of a thing. Is this becoming more and more the norm? You know, I don't know. I, th I think Sun Prairie is a unique spot. Mm -hmm. I think we're guided by our, our vision of every child every day, not only inside and outside the classroom. So you do see Sun Prairie really focusing on just exceptional social work uh, programs, exceptional, uh, uh, you know, uh, nursing services throughout the district. We've got youth advocates. We've got just unbelievable counselors working on academic and career plans. So I think, I think um, you you might see uh, you know adv youth advocate type roles in other school districts, but you know in our efforts to just really focus on the whole child, like Trell said, just to get them into the classroom and help them be successful. That might I think that's unique to Sun Prairie. Mm -hmm. Without obviously naming any names, can you guys give me an, an indication of the sort of, sort of issues that you see uh, quite a bit in your in your roles? Oh, I mean, social media. What are <laughs> right? Yeah, that's that, a complex that thing. Is, yeah. yeah, that is a tough one there. Like, like yeah. so, you know, like as it relates to cyberbullying, that kind of thing, or some of that stuff. I mean, you you know, you would see a little bit of that. You um, you know, boyfriend girlfriend breakups. Um, you know, things at home. You know, sure. I just, you know, I, I had an issue at home and um, so I'm kind of, you know, set off from the beginning of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes sometimes we just need some time to kind of regroup ourselves and get ourselves motivated for school. Might, you know, math and science might not, might not be the first thing on our mind when we get there. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so just, just various issues, you know, really, really in my building in particular, you got eighth and ninth graders, you know, who are trying to figure themselves out. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're starting to realize life. Right. You know, um, you know, I think up until that point, you know, everyone is pretty very, very much immature and. You know, I may like LaRon just because he has the same <laughs> shoes I have, you know, uh, not necessarily about what he's about and what he's doing. And so when you get to Cardinal Heights, and it's, it's a big school. You got a lot of different people coming in. And I think just when you have different, a diverse group of people coming together, you're just going to have just some friction, you know, mm -hmm. in general. And uh, sometimes students, well, we know students need help with, uh, with learning and, and, and dealing with those in a positive way.
Yeah, and this generation is a lot different. Um, you know, I'm not too far removed. I'm getting up there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's different. You know, they have they face a lot of challenges um, mm -hmm. at home, like you said, social media, um, whether it be the, the comfort of the community. Uh, it's so many things that they are kind of overwhelmed with. So when they come in that school building, you know, like I said before, it's so much negative on their mind. Um, so they're living that out and you can see it on their faces. Um, so trying to change that and get them to smile, you know, challenging them to say, what are you going to do with that stuff? Use that for something else other than being that angry person um, or, or lashing out at a teacher that had nothing to do with your, your night last night mm -hmm. um, or nothing to do with your mom. You know, um, mm -hmm. these kids need as much positive as they can get in their life uh, more than any other generation I, I, I know of because mm -hmm. it's just it's crazy. I mean, it would be hard for me to say that. I truly know how they feel because mm -hmm. when I was a kid, yeah, I grew up in a, a split home and a single family and it was tough, but some of the things that I hear from them and how they have to live and it's tough. It, it, it hurts my heart that these kids have to go through it. And now on top of that, that school is tough for them, mm -hmm. um, but yet it's not stopping. Nothing, the world isn't slowing down for them, you mm -hmm. know, and some of them fall behind and then they, they get them themselves and they think it's all over, you know? so. It's important for us. It's truly important for us in our roles and everybody that's in our building to, mm -hmm. to recognize that and not to just shoo it to the side and offer help. Or if you can't be that person that help, make sure you identify that person that can help them. Sure. Um, and I'm, I'm trying my best to be that. And Miss Olson as well, trying mm -hmm. our best to be that point of contact that, that can kind of change that, that path that they're going in and show them that they are worth something. They're worth mm -hmm. a lot more than their situation. So, mm -hmm. uh, again, the, the, the roles that we're in are unique. Mm -hmm. And it's everybody. It doesn't matter what race, mm -hmm. ethnicity, it doesn't matter. We're here to help everyone. Um, and with that said, that when it happens and, and kids see that, it makes their day. It, it truly does. I mean, even if it's giving them a granola bar, because I have, a, yep. you know, I have some pots in my room that's supposed yeah. to be for plants, but they're, they're filled with granola bars. But, yep. you know, stuff like that, it changes their day. So, yeah. Well, it speaks to the work you guys are doing that you are hearing these stories and hearing, you know, because obviously the students are, are trusting in you and, and getting close to you. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Well, thanks for being here, being here, LeBron and uh, Cottrell. Brad, do you have anything else you want to close the show up with? Well, just, you know, thank you to for just the amazing things you're doing for our kids and how you're living out the vision of the school district. That's just amazing. Thank both of you. And, you know, this is just an example. These are, these are two individuals, but we have, you know, staff across the district that are doing unbelievable things and for the listeners i just like to, to invite you to when you have questions you know, please be directed to our website where we have a capital maintenance page we've got um just all kinds of information about what's happening with students and in athletics of course the susicle is coming up we've got you know just unbelievable success with cross country and football and swimming and just make certain that you uh tune into our facebook page uh, that will direct you then to uh the schedules for everything and um uh, and as always, when you do have questions, just reach out. We're here to help. That's it? That's it. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Homeroom with Dr. Brad Saren. My thanks to Ron Regsdale and Cottrell Robinson for being here today. And, of course, uh, to Dr. Brad Saren. And uh, I am your host, Jeff Robbins. And stay tuned now for the Bill Baker Real Estate Program. Thanks for listening, everybody.
I'm safe by the...